Welcome back to another episode of LEO Radio. My name is Jim Harris. I'm Phil Rizzo. And today we are going to be talking about an incident that occurred down in Florida where the Tampa chief, the police chief of Tampa, she has recently resigned after an incident in Pinellas County where she had utilized her badge and uh, during a, a traffic stop of, of a golf cart, really. And, uh, and there are a lot of controversy surrounding this. Yeah, a ton of controversy. Uh, wasn't for any type of a moving violation, a, a uh, aggressive type violation. It was a, an equipment violation. There were no tags. And the chief wasn't even the operator of the golf cart. All right, so this issue actually has created a lot of controversy regarding law enforcement and our use of discretion, um, identification during traffic stops. Uh, you know, there's a lot of controversy on both sides. Uh, Pro-law enforcement saying that we should be able to identify ourselves. and Then you have the anti-law enforcement who are believing that we're trying to get special treatment. Now, first off, let's talk about that the anti-police rhetoric, there's that 10, 15% of the population that doesn't matter what you say, doesn't matter what you do, they're not going to agree with us anyway. So we're not really speaking to you and uh, you know anything that we say during this program, you're not going to like anyway, so you might as well just sign off. We're actually talking about the pro-police and then that uh, 70 to 80% of the people who are trying to weigh in on this one way or the other. Yeah, I think that there's a a an obvious group that just no matter what you say, the police are always going to be wrong. It doesn't matter if uh, you know you you make an arrest of a criminal in front of them. There's going to be something that they're going to find wrong with it. So that's that's definitely not who we're we're targeting here. Um, this this situation that does bring not only the uh, courtesy or um, discretion conversation to light but it also brings the body-worn camera the uh, controversy to light and how that affects our discretion all right so let, let's talk about the actual stop itself pinellas county sheriffs they're on patrol they see a golf cart and the golf cart does not have a license plate on it so he makes a motor vehicle stop on that golf cart 100 justified it's uh a, a low speed vehicle but again in in Florida, it's not uncommon to have those low-speed vehicles in in many communities throughout the 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 area in Florida. Yeah, absolutely, and even throughout the United States, no matter where you go, there's a lot of low-speed vehicles that are on the on the on the roads. And the low-speed vehicle is a golf cart. That's right. Now, depending on where you're at, what state you're in, depending on on the laws of that state. That really regulates what you can and can't do with golf carts. So some golf carts, you don't need to be registered or insured if you're in a private area, private property, you're not driving on public roads. Um, for most states, if you are on a public highway, a public road, on a low-speed vehicle, then that would need to be registered and insured and display a tag. And that's the case here in Florida. Okay, I had not seen whether it was a private community or a, a public roadway, so I... I... And, I wasn't going to comment on that one way or the other. And that's true. So based upon what we see, uh, we don't know 
where the stop had occurred. I assume if the officer is stopping for not having a tag, then it would have been a public road. And that's probably why the, the probable cause or reasonable suspicion for the stop was, was done. Absolutely. So uh, the officer then walks up to the car. He has his body-worn camera on, and she identifies herself. Correct. She, she actually, before she identifies herself, she asks, is your camera on? So let's talk about that. As law enforcement officers, you see an officer approaching. You are being stopped for whatever reason. There is no reason to even ask. If I, I, yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's no reason to ask that. You make the assumption. Uh, and look, you should always make the assumption you're being recorded no matter what. Because even if the officer is not recording it, someone is recording it. Yeah, somebody on the sidewalk, somebody passing by, somebody wants to catch a cop doing something. So they're going to record police activity all the time. So no matter what, just assume a camera's on. There's, there really is no reason to ask. No. However, at this point, did she do anything wrong at that point asking if the camera was on? My opinion, absolutely not. I think, I think that, well, I, I'm sorry, asking if the camera was on? Just if the camera's on. I Again, I wouldn't. There's no reason. You should make the assumption if an officer is wearing a camera, it is on. There are situations where people don't like to be recorded. And, and again, every state's a little different. You can uh, ask to have a camera turned off, depending on the situation. However, in this situation, she, she didn't even ask. She just simply asked if the camera was on. But Correct. That being a set aside. Is There's it, nothing wrong with the citizen. Is let's just say a regular citizen asking if I'm being recorded. Is mere, there anything wrong with the that? mere inquiry of asking if the camera is is active? Is, is there's nothing wrong with that? It's, there is. It, it it's one hundred percent. And and again, not something I would do. I would just make the assumption that it's on. But it it is reasonable to to make that inquiry. Yeah. So it, it, her law enforcement career side. A regular citizen asking if, if I'm being recorded, a regular citizen asking, is that camera on? There is no issue with that. No, and actually, you know, it's something that, that actually going into uh, taking it here to, to New Jersey, the attorney general in, in their directive actually uh, dictates that, that says if, if someone inquires as to whether you're recording or not, you have to be honest with them. So it's something that I guess occurs frequently enough that New Jersey's attorney general felt it necessary to address it in a policy. And we do the body work camera classes throughout the United States. And everywhere we go, we see that similar style wording in policies. And we see a similar style wording in, in state mandates regarding advising people of the camera and advising them that it's on, advising them that they're being recorded. It's kind of where you're at. And again, I don't know if Florida has has an advisement law. You know, New Jersey does have an advisement law. Uh, some other states do have advisement laws. I, I don't know that Florida does have an advisement law that would, would dictate that that officer or mandate that that officer advise as soon as practical that, you right. know, that he's recording. So at this point of this stop, there is no impropriety. Correct. Okay, let's move on. Now, at the next stage of this, she she's not the operator of the vehicle, but she does present the badge and she states who she is. Correct. Okay, we'll stop there. Officers identifying themselves during police encounters. 
Is it appropriate? I th not only believe it's appropriate, I think it's necessary. There's, there's so many other issues that go along, and it has nothing to do with courtesy or anything to do with, with that. Uh, simply put, officers are going to react differently in the presence of an, another officer at the handling of a scene or an interaction with an officer than, than the, the untrained citizen. So I think just on an officer safety issue, it, it is a prudent thing to say, hey, I'm an officer. And especially, especially if you're armed. Yeah, absolutely. especially if you're armed. I, I agree with this. Um, anytime you are being approached by an officer, you're, you're a civilian at the time, you're being approached by an officer who's taking some kind of enforcement action or approaching you for some reason. If you are a law enforcement officer, you should at least identify them yourselves, whether you're armed or unarmed, you should identify yourself um, as being an officer. You're not asking for any special treatment at that point. You're not doing anything at that point. You're simply identifying yourself as a law enforcement officer. Correct. So her identification of herself, once again, it's something that is common. We all do. And best practice, yeah, you should be doing that. I, I don't disagree. I think you should be doing it. Now, obviously, you know, every department in the country, you have your own policies and procedures regarding how you identify yourselves during what situation. So you do have to follow your own department policy. We're not saying anything about going against policy. All we're saying is breaking down the situation. She was stopped. She asked if, uh, uh, if the camera was on. We, I've already identified that's fine. And she's identified herself as a law enforcement officer. And... We identified that that is that is proper to do as well. Correct. Okay. Now let's go into the next part of this where she says, I'm hoping you could let us go. Now, as a regular citizen, leave the fact that she is a cop out of the of the mix. Do regular citizens say, I was doing this, I'm hoping you could let us go? Yes. How often, on any stop, on any stop, does a regular citizen on any traffic stop, any enforcement, hey, I'm, I'm a little late for work, I'm hoping you can let me go. It happens constantly. It does. It happens constantly. So the, the, the whole thing of, oh, she used using her position to, to try and get out of this. She identified herself as an officer, and she said, because of officer safety, and I agree with her. And she says, I'm hoping you can let us go. It is something that every... Citizen tells a cop, please, can you let me go this time? Um, I'm running late for work or I'm doing this. I 100% agree with you. But playing devil's advocate, society holds us to a higher standard. We're held to a different standard. Mm -hmm. And the mere, it, it, it goes back to the fact of if the mayor's wife gets pulled over and identify, and she's in the next town over. And she identifies herself as the mayor of the next town over's wife and says, I was hoping I could just get a break okay. this time. Well, I'm, That's, I'm glad it's different. I am glad you brought that up. Is it very common for people with some kind of title to state who they are upon being stopped? I'm a nurse in the trauma center. I'm a doctor in this hospital. Very common. I'm a I'm a, a mayor up the street. I am so, a teacher in the school. You're yes, they do constantly. But the question is, why are they saying that? 
And what's the next phrase out of their mouth? As, as a regular citizen, what is the next phrase out of their mouth? I'm a teacher. I'm a doctor. I'm a nurse. I'm a, uh, their next phrase is, uh, I'm hoping you can let me go. Correct. So it is a very common situation. I, I, I agree. That everybody I agree. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. I'm okay. saying that. Now let's talk about your devil advocate. Aspect. Yes. Okay. So knowing that we are under a microscope, law enforcement's under a microscope, we need to refrain from making any comments like that because of the context it will be taken out of. Any normal citizen is going to make the same comment. However, if we make it, it's going to be deemed as us trying to get out of some kind of enforcement action. I agree with that. And I think I think the other part of this, and, and, and I'm not, please understand, I, I am as supporting of the blue as it comes. I'm not, this is no way, shape, or form saying that I disagree with anything. That I, I, I was really upset to hear that she resigned. I was even more upset and aggravated that they had, in, had launched an internal affairs investigation on this as someone who retired in being in charge of professional standards that that was some something that really bothered me but i think where the problem comes is i, th I think it's viewed a little differently if she's the operator i i do uh this reminds me of the case and it's it's different fact pattern but kind of the same uh, a case here in New Jersey where a Port, a port Authority commissioner, uh, and I was going to say that she was kind of acting like a Karen with the officers on the stop, um, but she actually was Karen. It was uh, Commissioner Karen Turner. Uh, she flashed a badge and was, was really argumentative with the officers trying to get one of her children out of an unregistered ticket. Similar situation, unregistered vehicle. They were going to remove the vehicle from the roadway. Was she on scene at the time? Uh, she ended up coming onto the scene after stop. But so again, different different that. fact pattern, little different fact pattern. But again, she flashed her badge in a hope to. Uh, and again, I I don't want to compare this to what the chief did because I don't I don't agree that this is what was the chief's ultimate idea when she did this um i think she was doing what every other citizen does. absolutely um but it just reminded me of that situation where that that raised the same type of controversy and um karen turner also was was removed from office All right, so from a pers from our pers from the perspective once again we're never going to change those hmm. 15 20 percent whatever it is that that are totally anti-police police haters we're not going to change you but once again i still don't understand why you're listening to the program if you're if you're if you're part of that percentage but at this point you've identified she identified herself like every other citizen would with a title and she said a comment that is to any other citizen a regular citizen is innocuous but because of our law enforcement it will be taken out of context so as we always promote best practices here, you know, my thought on this is you have to mindfully refrain from any other comment, unless you say, you know, I'm identifying myself for safety, for your safety reasons, and be done with it. And right. the officer is going to take action based upon the situation and the totality of the situation and what is happening and in the moment. So for example, you're drunk driving 
the officer is going to take proper enforcement action against that issue. And that happens often. I mean, you read constantly about police officers being arrested and charged with criminal activity and and even even offenses such as drunk driving absolutely that, that, you know again uh, look looking at some some places that's uh you know a felony or a misdemeanor some places it's merely an infraction but it's not uncommon for an officer to get arrested for for DWI it's not uncommon for an officer to get arrested for having a bar fight i mean it's right. it's it's something that that happens okay, regularly so, so the Knowing that an officer is going to take enforcement action based upon the totality of the circumstances, you don't have to ask, hopefully you let me go, or make any stupid comment like that. Because, again, it's a, it's a comment that every citizen is going to say, but because we are law enforcement, it's going to be taken out of context that we are trying to get a break. Correct. So do not say it. If you're going to identify yourself, don't make any enforcement action, just simply, you know, Show your credentials and say, I'm identifying myself for safety reasons for yourself and mine. Correct. And be done. Now, let's take a look at the actual enforcement action, because this is another controversy that's happening around the country. Why isn't the officer who made the stop being counseled for letting them go? Because the, the reality is that he does have the right to have discretion. He does have the right to to issue summonses, issue summonses or not issue summonses, looking at the totality of the circumstances, looking at the, the actual crime, crime or offense that's going on. It's not uncommon for communities that are more affluent or beach communities or other, other types of situation that, and, and let's go with the beach community because again, having, having a, uh, background working in a beach community it was not uncommon for the year-round residents for for them to say be be use discretion with your enforcement on the year-round residents because they are our bread and butter they are the ones who who we are there to protect um and and it was not it, it wasn't uncommon for us to say okay you're a year-round resident you you were doing 10 miles over the speed limit or 12 miles over the speed limit we're not going to issue you a summons, but if, if someone time, else, however, if it was, uh, a, he did it again, you could. right? Or it happens constantly. It happens constantly. We constantly use discretion based on the totality of the circumstances. I, let I, me let me ask you this: In your career, how many low speed vehicle citations have you issued ever? I've never pulled over a low speed vehicle ever. I've never pulled over a low speed vehicle. I've never. I to be to be honest, everywhere I've worked. Uh, there was never an opportunity for that where there would be a low speed vehicle. Right, but, um, so, it, I would guarantee within the aspects of law enforcement in general, law enforcement in general, where you're looking across the country, people who have low speed vehicles, when you're looking at the citations issued, out of all the stops being made, out of all the tickets being issued for motor vehicle enforcement i would assume that a fraction of one percent a fraction of a half percent would inst- would probably be for a golf cart or a low-speed vehicle oh i would have to agree it's not something that is uh that, that is highly enforced 
So for this officer to make a stop on a low-speed vehicle and release them, if it was a regular citizen, is, is it a normal thing for an officer to release somebody for, for a minor equipment violation in, in this situation? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and in, in that situation, it, it would probably rise to the level of okay they may they may check the credentials of the check check the 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 the, the operator of the vehicle for wants or warrants and if there are no wants or warrants release them with a warning yeah it's very common i'm going to stop you for an equipment violation i'm going to stop you because i noticed something i chat with you a little bit and very commonly for these types of violations we're like all right just get it fixed and we move on but I think they, these types of of interactions that are getting this this high profile nationwide are are also the part of the things that are affecting law enforcement nationwide. With why officers are saying, "Well, you know what? I, I'm not going to take any action at all because if I'm going to be scrutinized for not issuing a summons to someone, why should I? Why should I?" Why should, why should I even make the stop? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear that all the time too. Like, you know, if, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to have the scrutiny of, on me, of why, why even bother making the stop to begin with? Well, it's it's the whole concept of deep policing. You know, the whole concept of deep policing, and 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 we always preach deep policing is never the answer. But at, at when when all said and done, you know, an, an officer is going to say. An officer like like Water is going to take the path of of least resistance, and you kind of would get the attitude of, well, if society doesn't want me to 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 do this, then I'm not going to do it. So, all right. So, uh, as far as the officer goes, once again, in my opinion, there was nothing wrong with the enforcement action that was taken, which was a simple warning, discretion, and he even verbalized the warning tonight and let them go. Right. So, there is no decision to be made about any discipline again. Oh, I don't think, I don't think there's, I don't think there's, I, I think that the, the officer is 100% within their right to do everything that they had done. Yeah. Uh, or, or not had done, uh, as far as, you know, this goes. And not I, taking action. And I know we wanted to talk about this because it's, it's a hot button item, and we have a lot of officers right now who are, one, if they are stopped, for uh, an action, if they are stopped for an action, they, they're questioning themselves, should I identify myself or should not? And then on the other side of the coin, you have officers who are making stops on with other officers who are questioning about what kind of enforcement action am I going to be scrutinized for, for taking or not taking. So that's why we really wanted to, to touch upon this, this aspect. So, yeah. so once again, best practice. Phil, you're stopped by law enforcement. We are identifying ourselves and simply saying, I'm identifying myself as an officer for safety. Gen and generally what I'm doing is I'm saying I'm a police officer, I'm armed because, well, you know, or, 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 or unarmed. But, gen but gen yeah. generally, especially if I'm traveling my home state, I'm armed. So I I'm letting them know. My hands are in clear view. I have my ID available so that they can see it. And I say, I'm a police officer. I'm armed, and I explain like any any concealed carry type of a uh, 
class would teach you to do when you're when you have an interaction with law enforcement. All right. So we are identifying ourselves, and that's it. And then the officer is going to take any enforcement action that they're going to take. And once again, as an officer who is taking enforcement action, we have discretion. We have to balance discretion against the totality of the circumstances. And we're going to do that whether it is a law enforcement officer, a doctor, a lawyer, uh, a politician, a contractor, um, a juvenile coming home from school. Yeah. It, it, we are going to take our enforcement action based on discretion. We have that as part. It's, it's listed in our policies and procedures. It's listed in our general orders when you're talking about um, motor vehicle enforcement. So we have the ability to use discretion. Correct. So use it. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Now, the fact that she resigned, that that's be, between her and the politicians, and she didn't want to create any uh, any more, you know, stir within her organization. And I, you know, I get that. You um, know, and, and then, you know, there, I, I did see a report that she, uh, she had contacted Pinellas County Sheriff's and offered to pay any fines that would have been associated with a summons, all of this is just it. It's it's all just political cowtowing, and that's that's really what this is. It's it's this is politics. This is this is in in my opinion an overzealous politician who uh, is is trying to show that they they don't take any any uh, any any kind of we're above board when it comes to. Uh, and, and my my other There's thought, always a political backstory, right? But my other my other thought to this was, if this was just a police officer, and when I say just a police officer, a patrol officer, not the chief of police of a major city, would this be? Would this have gotten any traction? Absolutely, absolutely. The only reason it is is because of her position. And, you know, it, it's kind of disheartening because of that. And the fact that she's a, a, a woman leader in law enforcement, too. So that even throws a little bit more of an answer. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't think we're going to solve the world's problems today. But we do want to help officers who are feeling a little uh, confused about how to utilize discretion properly in these situations. And we wanted to... Uh, shed some light about identification of yourself when you are stopped by an officer um, taking enforcement action so that we obviously check with your department policies and procedures re regarding all of this and uh, if you have any questions make sure you discuss it with your your supervisors about what they expect in your agency regarding these similar things absolutely and that's it uh, that brings us to the end of another segment of of uh, leo radio and if you have any things that you would like us to discuss, please reach out to us at police training at Verizon.net and we'll see you next time. Have a good day. This podcast is brought to you by the J. Harris Academy of Police Training. J. Harris Academy of Police Training is based in New Jersey and provides law enforcement training services nationwide for promotional examinations, use of force, supervisory development, and other key areas within law enforcement. This podcast is utilized to discuss key topics occurring within the profession. The opinions and information provided is for entertainment purposes only. In an effort to provide this, we often purposely discuss opposite views and opinions to spark conversation and develop discussion points. The contents of the show and show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy 
or electronic copy for free only if the J. Harris Academy of Police Training is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is redistributed. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast or blog. Under no circumstances shall the J. Harris Academy of Police Training, any guests, contributors to the podcast or blog, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of the company be responsible for damages arising from the use of the information provided.